The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan and it's great to be with you today. I'm so glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, I was reading an Ad Age article just two days ago talking about um, how the product review, the simple product review can be the best marketing tool you can have. And I thought it just really captured my attention because I knew that I was going to be doing this radio show today and it really fit in so nicely. Um, According to Ad Age, Abby Clausen is the reporter on that. Um, They're saying that um, feedback that they're getting is that it's really into the reviews, that the number of stars really makes a difference. The number of uh, reviews themselves really make a difference. Uh, They called out such retailers as Oriental Trading Company, Walmart, and Samsung as ones who really have been using product reviews quite well. Um, Samsung apparently has been using uh, consumer reviews and insights to modify its um, speaker placement on its flat panel TVs. Apparently, they were hearing a lot of complaints about the speakers on the side of the televisions, um, and that was actually making them too wide for a lot of customers, and so they did a redesign based on it. So they're monitoring those reviews a lot. Um, Crate and Barrel um, has a subsidiary called Land of Nod. You may have gotten their catalogs before. They actually reissued an activity table uh, with more durable wood because apparently consumers were complaining it was too soft. So, again, things you can hear out of product reviews. Um, It's also growing in importance uh, with marketers struggling to figure out how to turn social media conversations into insights, according to Ms. Clausen. Uh, There's good reviews and there's bad reviews, and either way, they're really, really valuable. Uh, Walmart's apparently using these reviews to highlight um, customers' favorite products and its circulars. And also, according to AdAge, Sephora is using those in-store on mobile. Now, we all know how Twitter has been something that I feel like every company is monitoring these days and trying to enter the conversation and leverage the Twitter 
um, device. But Facebook also has been really incredibly helpful to marketers. But apparently, the product review is maybe even the easiest thing that you could use. According to AdAge, Samsung is also listening in those places like Twitter and Facebook and blogs. Um, but that, you know, they're using all that information, finding it very insightful. Um, but the product review tends to be the one that stands out among the pack. Pretty interesting. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I know we talk a lot on this program about listening to your customer. Uh, you invite them to respond. You listen to them, and then you actually take their feedback and do something with it. And we talk about that over and over and over again. I just thought the Ad Age article was really interesting to see that some companies are actually doing it around product reviews. They're paying attention to it, and it appears to be working for them a lot of different ways. So good for them. Well, our purse profile today is the Gucci girl. She's a single woman in her late 20s and early 30s, has a bit of a higher income and very fashion conscious. She does like to keep up with fashions. She seeks change and variety and styles. She likes to get out and just shop whether she's buying anything or not. Likes to stand out in a crowd to make a fashion statement. She's very motivated by ambition and money. Wants to get to the very top of her career and in fact would like to even set up her own business. She's willing to try new stores and brands. Not particularly loyal. Uh, She just likes the novelty of going and trying different things. And she likes to have people into her home and entertaining people at home. Um, She prefers to shop actually with her friends. Well, when it comes to shopping, she's out there at Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, New York and Company, and Ann Taylor. Uh, cosmetics, she's a big Almay, Mary Kay, Chanel, and L'Oreal fan. And of course, she wouldn't be our Gucci girl if she didn't love Gucci and Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, and Chanel. Now, how do you get in front of the Gucci girl? Well, she's reading a lot of entertainment and general women interest uh, publications like Allure, Cosmo, Glamour, Elle, Shape, and Entertainment Weekly. Uh, she's watching cable, E, VH1, Lifetime, Bravo, HGTV, and Oxygen. And she's online a lot, as you can imagine, because she is a younger woman, on iVillage, MySpace, eBay, USA Today, eHarmony, and Travelocity. Um, well, my guest for today knows a lot about women and a lot about social media. Alisa Camahort page is COO and co-founder of BlogHer. Now, this network is marking its fifth annual conference. It has become the most attend conference for everything related to blog and social media. So stick around, find out what's in store this year. It may be one of the very few ways you're going to find out since the conference has been sold out since March. Stick around, more purse strings when we return. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages. With over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings, let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. 
Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Elisa Camahort-Page, COO and co-founder of Blogger. Uh, believe it or not, it's the network's fifth annual conference. It's set to kick off later this month in the Windy City. Elisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Maria. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad you can make some time. I know you have to be incredibly busy trying to get that conference all up and running toward the end of the month. Um, now, but before we talk about the conference, if you would, for maybe the one or two people who don't know about BlogHer, could you just fill everyone in on the network? Sure, absolutely. Um, BlogHer started back in 2005. Uh, we started with a conference, actually. That was the first thing we did, a conference by and about women who blog. Um, so this is our fifth annual conference. But, but since that point, we have grown to actually launch a web community and news hub by and about women who blog and a publishing network um, and where we act as publisher for over 2,500 bloggers representing um, selling their advertising, syndicating their content, promoting their headlines. So we are now um, reaching over 15 million unique visitors a month throughout our network and we're the leading participatory network for women um, for news, entertainment, information, and commentary. Well, and I know, I feel like every time I turn around, I'm reading something new about BlogHer. It feels like you're everywhere, which is a good thing. And I know the last time you were on the program, um, we were talking about the BlogHer Reach Out Tour. And now, as, as we both talked about a little bit, you've got your fifth annual conference that's coming up in Chicago. I think it's July 23rd to 25th. And I think it's, what, the BlogHer Business on the first day and then the actual BlogHer Conference the last two days. And I heard it's a sellout again. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And this year we actually sold out um, quicker than we ever have. We sold out originally in March. Um, and uh, then we worked really hard to be able to open up more space. So we were able to let in about two or 300 more people after March. Uh, our model is really based on making it extremely affordable and economical for the bloggers so that people can come who are from all walks of life. And to do that, we really thank and give credit to our sponsors because they subsidize the cost of this conference um, for bloggers. So when people say, well, you sold out in March, why didn't you just open up more space? Well, it's not that simple. We actually need to develop more sponsorship so that we can afford to open up more space. 
but this year we did, and we're bigger than ever. We're going to be 1,400 people in Chicago. Wow, that's a lot of people. I know. Plus, then we started hearing people saying they were just going to show up and hang out in the lobby um, <laughs> and, and just to be part of the networking you know, that goes on. And plus, all these other groups and blogs and, and even companies are planning other parties around uh, in the evenings after Blogger, so now we all actually opened up another 125 tickets or so for what we're calling LobbyCon, and we're going to stream the general sessions live into a bar, and we're going to have access to that, to the expo floor and all the swag uh, with the, the sponsors, and to the cocktail parties, and so we've made some more tickets available for people who want to at least get into that part of the action. Oh my gosh! Well, you're very, very, very creative to come up with LobbyCon, and then you've got all this entourage around Blogger. Did you ever think it was going to get this big? I mean, I, I have to imagine back in March when you said, "Nope, no more tickets," you probably hadn't envisioned that you'd be talking about LobbyCon by now. Well, you're right because you know, the reason um, you know every year we sort of plan for how big we think we're going to be based on reasonable growth. And knowing that we need the sponsorship to subsidize that growth and what can we, what do we think we can achieve. And, you know, this last year has been a rather catastrophic one, economically speaking, for, you know, the world economy. And we really just didn't think it would be smart to plan to grow. So we just decided we'll keep it the same size as 2008, which already was much, much bigger than we've been before. So we'll keep it the same size. Um, you know, sponsorship around the same level, registration numbers around the same level. We can't really count on a lot of people, more people being able to um, afford to come. Sponsor budgets may be tight. Let's just play it really conservatively. And, you know, we just turned out to be too conservative. And, and it turned out that we actually were able to grow our sponsorship and to grow our attendance accordingly. Well, congratulations. That's just huge. And I, I wish I were able to attend this year, but I am not. Unfortunately, I had a conflict on those dates. So maybe I'll make it yeah. next year and I'll be sure and sign up early. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well, you know, that does happen now. More and more people can't believe. Like we we're, we introduced a new event called Blog for Food. We're going to do our first food blogging related event in September in San Francisco. And we said, you know, this one's going to be a smaller, more intimate event. It's our first time trying a food event. So it's you know, it's um, it's a much smaller uh, event. Better buy your tickets soon. And um, now people believe us, and we sold out in about ten days. And and we're doing yeah. the same thing. Where if we if we build more sponsorships, then we'll be able to let another hundred people in. Uh, yeah. And that well, is good luck with that. Our model works. Oh, thank you. Well, tell me a little bit about the keynote speakers you have lined up for BlogHer. I was looking through the website, and, of course, I was incredibly interested in your keynote speakers. Talk, tell everybody out there, who's your keynote, and, and what do you expect some of the, the highlights of the evening to be? Well, we have two different um, keynotes that have been, three, three different keynotes, actually, that have been published. And BlogHer Business has its own keynote, and that's going to be a conversation with Lauren Zelaznik, who is the president of the Women and Lifestyle Entertainment Network for NBC Universal. So she runs Bravo, Oxygen, iVillage. She runs their Green Initiative. Um, and she is just one of media's powerhouses. She's the one who really made Bravo what it is today. Some of her uh, shows that she innovated and brought to market. And she's uh, regularly cited on the sort of top list of of people in advertising and people in media. She's just a 
uh, absolutely a media maven. Uh, she, uh, but she's also really great at staying on the cutting edge while still making money. You know, <laughs> she knows where that line is uh, to be forward, forward thinking, cutting edge, but still able to monetize it like right now. And, and I think so much in Silicon Valley, we have companies that teeter a little too far in one direction or the other, you know, and she's, she's riding that wave. So really looking forward to hearing her talk about how to survive these economic times. And then our community keynote is a huge thing that we started last year. Uh, it's basically like a blog reading. Uh, we close out the first day of the big conference with 20 bloggers doing readings from their blogs. There's a committee. People submit their favorite posts. We get hundreds of submissions across all different categories from humor to family to um, epiphanies. And when I say you'll laugh, you'll cry, I'm not even kidding. Last year there were hilarious um, humor blog posts, but there were also blog posts from women talking about mental illness, talking about um, uh, body image, talking about all sorts of... Um, really heartfelt and deeply personal topics. It was um, sort of this group catharsis for the end of the first day to all experience those together. And then our third keynote on Saturday morning uh, is really going to be one of the best groups of women we've ever brought together because we're featuring Tina Brown, now of the Daily Beast, Eileen Staken, who created The L Word and is working on a new online-oriented um, project. And Donna Bird, who's the publisher of TheRoot.com, which is the Washington Post's African-American-focused uh, website, uh, or, or really web magazine or web um, property. It's not the same website. It's a little um, simplistic, I think, for what they do. And they're really going to be talking about, um, they all have traditional media roots, and they're all going online and hardly looking back, and how are they not going to replicate the problems of traditional media and really bring their their smarts with them and their knowledge of what works, but make it work in this new environment. So um, I'm really excited about all of these things, from the most community-oriented, personal um, uh, opportunities to hear people speak from the heart to some really savvy, savvy business women getting the opportunity to share how, how they plan to over the coming years. I mean, so just the lineup alone, amazing. And that last trio you just described, I mean, that is worth the price of admission right there. I love Tina Brown. So um, I, I, I wish I were a fly on the wall for sure during that one because that's going to be fascinating. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, if you would, I want to have you share a little bit about your findings from your 2009 social media benchmark study, which I know you're going to be sharing there at the conference. So, everybody stick around. Uh, More purse strings in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. 
Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements think you've got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 702-216-4000 search engine marketing formulated for web 2.0 sem synergy Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Elisa Camahort Page, COO and co-founder of Blog Her. And we've been talking about the big annual conference coming up in Chicago starting July 23rd. It's the fifth annual conference. It's been sold out since March. And it just keeps growing uh, and growing and growing and growing. And it's very exciting. Um, right before the break, Elisa, you were talking about um, all the keynote speakers and just some fascinating people that are going to be speaking at the conference. I also know that you're also going to be sharing the findings of your 2009 social media benchmark study. Uh, took a look at women in social media. Can you just highlight some of maybe some of the key takeaways from the study that, that you thought were pretty interesting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this was the second year we did this. Last year, in 2008, we did the benchmark. And then this year, you know, we plan to do this annually to see where the trends are going. And last year, we established that blogs had achieved a mainstream status, that as many people were in the blogosphere as were using other really commonly um, used applications like downloading music or sharing photos or using IM even. So we knew they were mainstream. We also knew they were addictive meaning that people, once they got sucked into the blogosphere, they spent as much time participating as anyone of any other generation or age. So millennial women might adopt at a higher percentage rate than, say, boomer women or even mature women over 65. But once you're in, you, your profile of frequency of use and how much you rely on the, on the medium looks the same whether you're 25 or 65, and I think that was really interesting. And we also established that people who participate at that rate, they trust the, the medium. So you use what you trust, and you trust what you use. Um, and so now, this year, when we looked, we saw that, yes, it's become even more mainstream. Um, 42 million U.S. women are active in the social media space every single week, which is, a, which is an increase. And we did now break it down. Um, we dug a little deeper into who uses social networks, who Read blogs, who uses Twitter, 
And we found that social networks are the most widely used. So 75% of those active social media users have a social network profile. But a lot of people um, may use that and that's all they use. It's really the bloggers and the message board and forum people who are the most widely active across all the social networks. And so one of the beauties of um, a social media person is that if they like you enough to write about you on the, their blog, then they may also Twitter you. They may also link you on their Facebook page. And you have this opportunity to be have one person's word of mouth about you actually reach out into multiple places. And that applies most strongly to uh, women who write uh, and comment on blogs. They're using everything else to do. And so how they're finding the time do this is that they're spending less time in more traditional media activity. So our, our survey last year versus this year showed an even more accelerated abandonment of traditional media like newspapers, magazines, radio, and TV. Over 30% of the general population of U.S. women report spending less time doing those things, newspapers, magazines, radio, and TV, in order to spend more time in the blogosphere. So the time shift continues. Um, so bloggers are just really highly engaged. They're very frequently using. They're using all the different tools. Um, and, and so, and then what they're turning the blogs for was another new uh, takeaway that we evoked out of the survey this year, which is that by digging deeper into who use social networks versus blogs, we could also see differences in why they use uh, social networks versus blogs. So um, it turns out that uh, we are more likely to turn to blogs for information, advice, recommendations, and opinions. And that is both seeking them from other people and sharing them, uh, what we think. Whereas we are more likely to use social networks to keep in touch with friends and family. And I think that intuitively makes sense when I think about I, how I use you know, my Facebook versus, or even my Twitter versus my blog. Um, but the data really bore it out when people talked about their motivation. Um, and then we just um, really looked at the blogger network versus the general population and, and also had a little bit more data about bloggers are about a year or two ahead of the general population when it comes to adoption, when it comes to being tech savvy, wanting to try new things, wanting to influence their readers, caring about actually being a source for that kind of information. Um, and again, I think in this economy, people really are turning online to use the internet for a tool to do better, uh, to manage their pocketbook a little better. Uh, and so having a presence there seems really requisite if you're going to get through these tough times. And I think the point about trusting what you use and using what you trust is really important. If you reach people where they already are, and that space is the blogosphere, then you're reaching people who really care what other bloggers think. Uh, there was a survey recently from um, another PR firm about trust, where blogs came out actually much lower on the trust scale than some other traditional media uh, folks. But um, the people that they asked were people who actually used traditional media more than social media. So we did kind of the same thing, where we asked um, everybody who took our survey to rate their trust in various media, and then we looked at users of social media, frequent regular users versus people who are not frequent regular users. And the difference was stark. 
the, the people who are in the social media space every week rank their social media tool of choice higher on the trust scale than any traditional media source. They rank Google pretty highly. They rank their friends, of course, very highly. And then they rank social media. And all traditional media is lower. But if you look at the people who aren't in the social media space every single week, and what do they trust? They, too, rank Google pretty highly, and they rank their friends very highly. But then they rank every traditional media source higher than every social media source. So, you know, you have to think about who you're reaching. And if they're there, it's because they trust the media. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, that just was the, the bottom line of the survey. Well, fascinating results, that's for sure. And I know the people who will be attending the conference will, will find those incredibly enlightening and also very verif- you know, very verifying because that's the space they're in. You know, a lot of people who attend, I know, Blogger are bloggers themselves. And the fact that the work that they do day in and day out has such meaning and value has to be such a such a good feeling for them. I know that green remains a hot topic as well, and I think you're, you're planning to address the whole green um, area of blogging at the conference as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, green is always a big interest. Every single year we hear from people about not only making the conference itself greener but having more green content. This year we do actually have a session on green and eco-blogging, and it's really focused on... Um, how bloggers can help their readers not just make personal steps to be more green, but how they can help them influence commerce, influence politics, influence, um, uh, you know, let their uh, ripple out a little further, their action. Um, So we have some great green bloggers. We also have a green committee who um, we basically have brainstormed with, have gotten ideas from, have run, run things by to get their feedback. Uh, and that's been really helpful. We um, have, once again, Michelin doing a carbon offset for the whole conference, trying to figure out with this many people coming in, trying to figure out what their carbon footprint will be for the transportation and being in the hotel and, and all those things and coming up with the number and doing a carbon offset for it, which is totally cool. Um, and we're doing all sorts of... Um, various little things that may not be so visible to people. One of the biggest things we do is actually not distribute a lot of paper material. There will be one um, sort of four-sided map and schedule that people can pick up, but all of our brochures and information and our agenda uh, is all online or emailed via via PDF, and we ask people to think really carefully before they decide they need to print that. Um, And we save a ton of paper that way. And the, and the hotel has uh, LED signs outside each door where it says what session is in there at what time. And so we don't have to print signage. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we will have some signs, but we don't have to have nearly as, as many signs as we have in previous years. So it's all these little things that you just have to think, always think about. You know, we'll, of course, have the vegan food options. I, I am our token resident vegan, so... Uh, <laughs> We will have vegan food options and uh, all sorts of things that just help people. Um, some things that people can see and some things that people really can't see that, that help screen the conference. 
Yeah, but things that they totally will appreciate. And after hearing you kind of run down that list, it's amazing the things that you don't even think about right. uh, that can can be green. And you you somehow managed to identify those and um and and capitalize on those. So it sounds like it's just going to be a fabulous fabulous conference. And um you know too bad that. Too bad for me, I won't be there, but congratulations to the 1,400 people that will be there and will be able to follow along from LobbyCon, and I just wish you the best of luck with it this year. Oh, thank you so much, Moran. Thank you for having me back to talk about it. Oh, you bet. And for everybody out there, um, check out blogher.com for more absolutely fabulous information that you can't live without. And thanks to my producer, George, for a great show. Join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings. I'll be speaking with Laura Fortner, Senior Vice President at Cafe Mom, about women and gaming. That's next Tuesday, right here, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. 